welcome back to a brand new episode of Class of 2020, the podcast series three. I'm Harriet, your host for the series. We know that times are tough and lockdowns have become relentless. Coronavirus has affected all sectors of the jobs market and left many of us applying for job after job and getting nowhere. There's no easy fix, but Class of 2020 is here to support you through it. We've partnered up with leading organisations to give you free access to our e-learning community platform, where you can boost your confidence, learn new skills and become more employable. But that's not all. In this series of the Class of 2020 podcast, we chat to some amazing professionals from all kinds of sectors to ask them the questions that you want to know the answers to. This week, we're joined by Jess Sullivan, Creative Marketing Manager at Google. Jess has had a fascinating career from the US to Australia and back again. She's going to chat to us about some really cool things she's working on and what it's really like to work for Google. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Class of 2020 podcast. I am really excited to be joined by Jess today, who works for Google. So Jess, I'll let you introduce yourself. Fabulous. Thanks for having me, guys. My name is Jess Sullivan. I am currently based in San Francisco, but um, work for Google Australia and have been for the last three years. Um, Before that, I was working for the Google global team over here in the Bay Area, based in Sunnyvale, Mountain View. And I did that for a couple of years before. And um, I've been working in marketing at Google and have been loving it. And yeah, I'm just kind of your standard, I guess, tech marketer, um, born and raised in the Bay Area. So kind of grew up in it. It's been a super interesting journey just from like small startups to like IPOs to the big, you know, big companies like Google and Visa and stuff. So it's been a really interesting journey. And um COVID-wise, I've been here in San Francisco and i um, really happy to be back home. So it's been good. Good year. <laughs> Amazing. That's something you don't hear very often. I'm glad you had a good year. Um, you mentioned there that you it's been a journey to get here. Uh, so my first question, you work for the company that probably everyone wants to work for. How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, so... When so yeah so I went to college in um, the South Bay and I went to a school called Santa Clara University a really small uh, private university that is basically just like in the heart of the Silicon Valley and going to school there it was a really good opening to like the whole tech world and kind of the opportunity there and I had the opportunities to start interning for my freshman year. Um, at actually I started at a construction company which was very different to tech but doing so it was an awesome experience like marketing and sales and just the being like doing that at a company that um is is very technologically forward and using all of the you know partnering with all these companies nearby that are like some are failing some are brand new really interesting stuff um, but anyway, from there, I went to a startup and and that was a really good opening to me into the tech space and kind of, I learned a ton really quickly and showed me how interesting and innovative and um, new these companies can be. Um, so that was a company called FireEye, um, which is a cybersecurity company. And I um, joined them when they were still a startup and we were still in like certain series and rounds of funding, but eventually we 
um, went public. So I got to go through the IPO with them, which was really interesting. And again, amazing learning. And I felt like at that time, like startups are for me. This is what I want to do. It's so fast paced and you just have to like pitch to get this funding and like you can do all these really cool things with it. After being there for a couple, interning there for a couple years and going through the IPO, I felt like I did want to try before graduating something bigger and something like quite different to what I'd been doing. So I went to Visa for a summer and um, that was like the opposite. It was like an old company, like very, um, I think it was 50 years old at the time and like very um, hierarchical and very layered and things didn't get done very quickly and very old school. Like I went from wearing ripped jeans and sneakers to work to like having to wear heels and like a long skirt and stuff. And so it was just like such a, such a different environment and I didn't really thrive in it. Um, so I kind of knew from that experience that I wanted to go back to something fast paced and something more in tech. While Visa is technically a tech company, it, I wanted to be back on the side of like you know, marketing to like CIOs versus um, the other side of things. So anyway, so Google for me was something that I um, always was interested in. Like I care, I cared a lot about like what the company's mission is. And I still think that the company is doing the right thing most of the time. Um, So I knew that I didn't want to work for some of the other big tech companies in the area for that reason and knew that Google was kind of the one that I would feel really comfortable and like care about that mission and working on that. So yeah, so I actually went back to FireEye for a bit. And then um, when a program at Google caught my eye um, in marketing, that was for people that are new grads up to three years out of college. And at the time, I was one year out of school and um, thought I'd apply to this program. Um, it's like a rotational program called the Associate Product Marketing Managers um, Program. And so I became an APMM and went through this program, which was like basically like a fast-paced placement program within marketing at Google. And you got to learn a lot of things and join a team and um, then rotate to another team. So that's how I moved internationally with Google to Sydney um, through that program. And then, um, yeah, I've just been at Google ever since. So yeah, it was kind of a journey, I think, of like learning of like what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was looking for um, in terms of like ethically and like how companies operate. And Google felt like that kind of perfect sweet spot for me of like still a tech company, still doing really innovative, cool things, but also has like, you know, the, you know, the history behind it in order to like be successful. It's not going to fail some like startup, you know, after two years or whatever. And yeah, it, it was kind of the perfect sweet spot. And now I've been there, gosh, five years and have been really happy. So there's just so many opportunities within it. So I'm still happy exploring. Amazing. That is quite a journey, but it sounds really exciting what you're doing now. Tell us a little bit more about what your day-to-day job is. So what would you find yourself doing on a typical day? Yeah. So my current role um, is, so I work for the Australian marketing team and my current role um, is working on the Google Pixel. So the Pixel phones, I've been working on them since Pixel 2 um, and we just launched Pixel 5 this last um, October. So I do marketing for the Pixel and that's my full-time product and full-time just for the Australian market. So it's a really exciting opportunity because, you know, the smartphone market is kind of has just a couple big players and we're kind of this challenger brand. So, you know, you can do some really interesting tactics and basically my job is to come up with the strategy and um, roll out a marketing campaign in order to meet 
our sales and marketing goals. So what that looks like day to day is basically, you know, collecting insights, like we'll do some studies, you know, for consumer research to understand what people, why people buy a smartphone, at what point do they do that? Um, what are they looking for? All those kinds of questions. And then creating kind of a strategy, like how to reach those people. Is it that we're trying to retain current, like previous pixel users um, and upgrade them to the latest model? Is that is it that we're trying to acquire um, people that, you know, maybe have a Samsung or have an iPhone traditionally, and we want to get them to try pixel and come over. Um, so basically setting that strategy and then doing, executing a campaign. So that has like a whole host of things within it. Everything from like an ad video ad you'll see on TV to like a GIF you'll see on social to um, partnerships. So like if we partner with another company like a telco or something to create creative together um, with like an offer around it or um, more like content partnerships. So like in the past, we've partnered with like Elle magazine um, to do you know, a spread in their issues or whatever. Um, and then, you know, kind of still on the fun side, things like influencers and events, partnering with like micro influencers to have this kind of ongoing program of advocates who are talking about how great the Pixel camera is because they're using the phone full time and, you know, they're a photographer or they're a YouTube creator that does wedding photography or whatever. And, you know, having a program for them and having events to teach them about the new products, test out new things and them to go out and be our advocates and things. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of things within it. Um, but yeah, day to day, it's basically depending on where we're at in the campaign, it's either planning for all that or executing it or analyzing it, optimizing, measuring, changing it whole kind of cycle. Um, so it's very, very interesting because there's always something kind of new to learn, which is awesome. Busy. Sounds like you have loads to do. It's always fast moving and yeah, lots to think about once. It sounds really exciting. Um, my one burning question for you that I think a lot of our listeners would be thinking as well. Did you have any expectations going into working for Google? Um, were any of those challenged when you first started working there? I don't know about anyone else, but whenever I think about Google, I think of the movie The Internship with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, and that is all I can picture. <laughs> um, so yeah, did you have any expectations going in and were they challenged? Yeah, I actually had never seen The Internship, but I, the night before I started my job at Google, a friend was like, we have to watch it. Like, you've never seen it. You need to like have this going in. So Anyway, I did have that in mind. And also my sister works at Google. So she started working there a couple of years before I did. Um, so I had been to visit. I had, you know, had lunch and done fun things, been to a concert there and stuff. So I knew a bit about the fun things, which was great. And things are very different now with COVID not being on campus. But I did have expectations. And I think just like a bit of imposter syndrome about like, just about the people that I'd be working with, you know, I was like, Oh God, I'm going to be working with some of the smartest people and it's going to be really intimidating. So I kind of had this expectation that I would have to be like constantly proving myself constantly having like doubts. You know, I thought I would be like, Oh my God, did I just say something stupid? And it was surprising, I think. And I actually, when I joined, I joined actually an engineering team. So it was almost, and I'm not an engineer by any means, but um, it was almost that like tenfold because I was also one of the youngest people on the team. 
you know, one of the few females on the team, one of the only people of color in the team, in the like wider team. So it was just a really interesting dynamic of like knowing I already stand out and knowing like, I'm brand new to Google. I don't know anything about what you guys do and like what the team is doing. So yeah, there was a bit, I think that expectation was really high when I came in of like, oh God, I'm going to feel really out of place and dumb. And luckily, you know, obviously you do feel like that for a bit in the beginning, but luckily um, I did be, you know, was able to become comfortable and like you can ask dumb questions and not be a dumb person. So it was really a pleasant surprise, I guess. You know, and I guess the other expectation was just that like Google's doing so many cool things. Like, how am I going to be able to get my job done? Um, you know, because there's a million projects going on, like on the side that you can get involved in. There's this thing called 20% projects that you can do. This is how like Gmail was created, for example. So like you have your full-time job. So at the time I was on a um, web marketing team, basically within an engineering org. And I had experience in web marketing before. And I knew that that was something that when they placed me into my first role, that was basically it. And I was like, okay, I'll do this for a year and then I'll rotate to something else. But doing that, it wasn't necessarily my passion. And so I sought out a 20% project, which is basically something you can do alongside your full-time role. You can do it. You can do it with an entirely different team. You can do it like something outside of your product area. So at the time, my product area was cloud. And I found a 20% project to work on um, this brand basically with this woman who had just graduated from Stanford who created this brand called Women of Silicon Valley. And she was an eng and was like, you know, total tech side of things and was basically looking for somebody on the business side to like create the brand, be like the lead editor of the publication. And anyway, it was kind of a perfect outlet for me. And this is something that you can do like on the side of like your full-time job, you can spend 20% of your time doing it. And it's part of like, you know, your manager accepts that you're doing it. It's part of your day. So anyway, yeah, so I guess my expectation was that I would be so distracted. There's so many cool things going on. You know, there's parts of the company that are like bringing internet to parts of the world that have never had it before. There's like these internet balloons called Project Loot. There's just like all these crazy cool things going on. And so I was worried. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do my day job? Like there's going to be all these other distracting, amazing things. And it, it, it was true. Like there are so many cool things. But obviously at the end of the day, like in order to be successful, you do need to complete your job and like do that well as well. So um, I knew that was obviously my first priority, but um, I think you can get a lot of energy out of the other areas and um, it's not a bad thing. Like I think it helps you in your, your full-time role as well. Yeah. I don't know how anyone gets anything done at Google. Do you have the nap, the nap pods, like the sleeping pods? Yeah. Or is that, yeah, I would just be in that all the time. <laughs> it's a good job. I don't want that. Um, you mentioned something there, which I really think is important to um, just dwell on for a second about feeling imposter syndrome when you started at Google, because I think that for our listeners as well, like our generation Z, my generation, we're kind of starting new jobs or kind of taking that first step to start applying. And there's definitely something I've felt before. My friends have felt it. Um, we're coming in as the youngest people, the people with the least amount of experience, and it's natural that you're going to feel that way. So what would your advice be to people like me um, who are experiencing, experiencing imposter syndrome? How do you manage that and get over it? Yeah. And it's a tough one. And honestly, I will say I'm not, I'm not that much older, but um, you still feel it kind of no matter your age. Um, 
So, and it's something that like I know I've spoken to like leaders, like a CMO will still feel it. And it's just like really interesting, I think, because it, it is so mental. So it is something that you can kind of beat. And obviously you don't want to be overconfident, but you do need to have a sense of confidence and self-worth in what you bring to the table. So I think your advantage of Gen Z is that, you know, you've, you've grown up in a completely different generation you of the people that you'll work with and you have a really fresh perspective because of it and a different, you know, different skill set because of it. So it's just about kind of leveraging that and using that to your advantage to show why having you in the room to make this decision is important. You know, that may be that having grown up with the internet, you have a certain lived experience that you can speak to versus somebody who didn't use a computer for the first time until they were in college or whatever. I think it's just about having this sense of worth in yourself and making sure that you're able to not trip up if you feel like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what's going on in this meeting and just, you know, being open and listening. And once you become more comfortable, I think, in your and confident in what your job is, what you're owning, you can become like the specialist of that. And that's something that people will know you for like, oh, Harriet is, this is a bad example, but our social media guru and like, you know, somebody who has a question about how to like improve a brand's person, you know, to build awareness for their brand, they're going to go to you for that because you know, you've like proven you can do that. And, you know, so it's just about making sure that you're an expert in your little area, whatever it is that you're working on. And, um, being confident in that and and in your own experience of that the fact that that has value yeah nice and I think that I like that quote you gave a little bit earlier on as well you can ask dumb questions and not be a dumb person and that's something I'm definitely going to take away from it because I think you just get scared sometimes like I can't ask that they're going to think I don't know what I'm doing um but in reality everyone's been there everyone has been in a meeting where they have no idea what's going on um, you mentioned that you're based in San Francisco at the moment, but you work for Google Australia. How have you found that, especially kind of during a pandemic? Has that posed any challenges? Yeah, so yes, many challenges. Um, so I still work for the team that's based out of Sydney. And obviously there's like time zone implications with that. But the reason I came back home uh, was with COVID. So I didn't have COVID. I just said that really strangely. But um, with COVID happening, I had um, kind of the option of like, do I want to stay in Australia knowing like the borders are closing, all of my family live across the world. And if something were to happen, I basically wouldn't be able to go home and come back. So I made the call in March to come home and spoke with my manager and Google was super accommodating about having me work from here. Of course, at the time, we didn't quite know how long this whole thing would be and what um, it would entail. So I feel so, 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 so grateful to Google for, you know, basically allowing me to keep my job and do it from across the world Um, and for my team to like working with me on that because obviously my hours are different. Luckily, the California to Sydney time zone isn't so bad. So like half my day is when Sydney is online. Um, It's a little bit more challenging with my teammates that I work with in like Singapore or Tokyo, just because the hours are a little bit harsher. Um, So it does mean some late nights, which is okay. Um, But yeah, it's my working hours are pretty flexible, which is nice. Aside from that, I think the big challenge is 
not being there in person. Um, for example, I had to manage a shoot from San Francisco, like a video production shoot happening in New South Wales in Australia over video, basically, um, which is impossible to do. I'm just going to say that. It was very <laughs> impossible. <laughs> um, obviously, I had an amazing team on ground, but if I were in Sydney, I would have been at, at every moment of the shoot, like in person, working with the family that we were um, filming. Like it just would have been such a different experience. And um, it just takes a lot of like pre-planning, a lot of like, you know, for example, I was like training them on the product, like how to use it and, you know, all that over you know, Google Meet over video is really different and challenging than being there in person, being able to just like lean over their shoulder and be like, oh yeah, do this. So anyway, there's been big challenges like that. But again, thankful for such an amazing team that's been able to help me with all the things that like have to be done in person. And then, yeah, we've had, you know, implications like Google wanting to, um, you know, utilize its resources for, you know, COVID measures and things. So we had a few um, reductions in budget and things like that. So my programs, I've had to adjust plans quite a bit, which is totally understandable. You know, we had things like in-person events canceled, which makes obvious sense. And, you know, that meant like a whole change to my influencer plan. Um, cause there was, you know, some planned events and things in person that we just switched to virtual and, you know, just an adjustment. We could still keep our strategy, but just changing a little bit, the tactics that we're, we're doing. So anyway, it's been, um, a lot of changes, but I can honestly say like it hasn't been, it hasn't stopped us from like reaching our goals or anything. It's just, there's been some unexpected challenges and been able to work through them, which has been amazing. Like I feel like I've learned a lot through this year and it's a huge change being across the world for my team, but we try to make it work virtually, uh, which is good. <laughs> that sounds super crazy. And I've can't believe you've managed to do that but yeah like you said such a good accomplishment and like sense of achievement after the year that we've had something positive to take away from it um Jess you have been literally the perfect podcast guest so interesting I have one final question for you uh which is what would your advice be to uh recent graduates or school leavers who really want to work at Google what should their first step be I think there's a really unique opportunity right when you graduate from school to take advantage of these like new grad programs that are only available to you for a couple years. I mentioned that I joined one that like literally the prerequisite to even being able to apply is have you only been out of school for three years? And if you have been out for longer, they um, the program is like basically meant to develop you from not having, like they expect you to come in with not many skills. You could have majored in something completely different than marketing and they want you to join this marketing program and kind of grow you as a Google marketer, you know, teach you the art, teach you the science, show you the way that Google does things and shape you from the ground up as a marketer. So there's a really unique opportunity in your first couple of years to join a program like that. And not just in marketing, Google has it for sales, people operations, which is like HR, uh, product managers, I'm sure they have it for other parts of engineering that I don't know about, but there's a number of programs that are literally made for new grads. And it's a huge opportunity to um, join the company straight out of school and 
you don't, you're doing that with a group of people that are also in that same boat and like have a similar level of experience, which maybe zero experience or, you know, just internship experience. There's a sense of like camaraderie in that. And, you know, you make friends with the people in the program and um, it's quite nice going through it with other people that are at that same stage of kind of career with you. So I would highly suggest checking those out because again, those are only available for a couple of years. Um, those programs, not only are they only available to you, but like they do shape you. Like they, you learn so much so quickly because the programs are built to have you ramp up from a new grad. Um, and Google isn't the only company that has programs like this. There's a number of others that do these. And, and often they're great, like rotational programs that allow you to try out different parts of the business. So as I mentioned, I first joined cloud and I was working on websites, like basically the Google cloud web properties from a marketing perspective, like what's the user journey. And then I rotated to completely different to our devices and services marketing team, you know, in Australia, like doing literally the most two most opposite things of like, I went from B2B marketing at a global level, working across like 40 plus locales to one market B2C working on consumer products smartphones, like from like a cloud, it was just, you know, you can do this crazy jump and switch because you're so early in your career. And like, even though you, you may have experience in certain parts of things and, you know, different areas of marketing, you kind of need to like do that base work and try out a bunch of different things. So definitely take advantage of anything that has like a rotation program or something where you do get to do that really quickly and gain those skills. And also any program that has like an international element, I think you have to take advantage of. Like if this is a point in your career to learn that, to be able to become an expert in a certain market, you learn so much so quickly by completely, not only career-wise, but about, you know, personal life-wise and about yourself. And then lastly, doing it all with an open mind, like knowing that your first job isn't going to be what you're going to be doing in 20 years. Like you're laying the groundwork. So you know, it's super common. I have many friends that started out, for example, as like a sales development rep at a tech company. And, you know, they do that really quickly. They ramp up, you know, they become, you know, account manager eventually, whatever. And they're like doing this thing in sales. And many at some point realize like, oh, this, this was a great way to start my career and learn a ton about business really quickly and like get my foot in the door in tech. But now I'm interested in being a program manager, doing something completely different that like, you know, you can switch. So I think don't freak out if you're like, oh my God, I majored in finance and I really, really think I have to start out as like, I don't know, an investment banker and like I need to do this career path. Like it's not always the case. So, you know, of course, start in what you're interested in, but like you can switch in two years. You still, you know, you've done two years of something. You're still so early in your career. And yeah, I think that's, probably it. I just think, you know, overall, there's so much opportunity and like, you've just, you know, you're at this point in your life where you've just like learned a ton from school. But I think I personally learned the most hands-on. And like when I was in uni doing internships throughout the year was like how I felt I could actually apply what I was learning in my classes and like how I learned so much quicker. And so doing that full-time, you know, with your career is like that, times 10 and you can learn new things and switch teams and do other things. And overall, you're still learning for years. So it's just a great experience kind of no matter what you start in. 
Amazing. That's such good advice to end on. Just be open to different ideas. I think a lot of people as well who are just graduating uni are thinking, oh my gosh, the job that I go into now is going to be my career. I have to get it right first time. So that's a really nice reminder that you have your whole career ahead of you. The first job doesn't define what you're going to be doing in 20 years, as you said. Um, And I think just to continue learning and developing and being curious is really important. Um, and the class of 2020 platform is such a good way to get started on that if you're looking for free courses where you can upskill where you can learn new stuff um, to put on your CV become more employable so definitely check that out. Jess thank you so much for joining me today Um, as I said you've been really really interesting and had some great ideas to share so thank you. Thank you. Listeners make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts which we'll link to this episode. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Harriet.